0: Thank you for downloading this episode of the Ask Rita Show. You can find more at willow4u.com forward slash ask. That's willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U.com forward slash ask. But don't do that until you've listened to this.
1: Today's question is how to stay grounded in a chaotic world. Oh, (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this viewer's question because I resonate with this listener a lot in a way that, Rita, I'd love to hear your response. Um, I find I can be chaotic inside for sure, but I find I'm really susceptible to what's around me so when there's like collective negativity or like panic or uncertainty or even competition all of those things that are a bit on the negative side um really affect me and can pull me in to that type of mentality or thinking or behavior
0: yes i agree with you and i like this question from our listener too because I think that when we have circumstances that seem to be uncontrollable, that we collectively infect each other, <laughs> <gasps> yeah, infect. like a virus or it like a bacteria. Like Yes, yes, we infect each other. With um, you know, um, when this snow comes down in the mountains, what is that called? An avalanche? Is that avalanche. called avalanche? With an avalanche of what else could happen? And look, it has always been better in other times, and our times is our times are the worst. And, uh, you know, and fear enhances fear. And panic enhances panic. And negativity enhances negativity. It's really like an avalanche. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, this small snowflake is then responsible for the destruction of a whole village when the avalanche takes all the other snow particles with it. And I think when we are in this state We are in the middle of that avalanche. You know, it's not like we step then aside, which would be the key, by the way. I'm already telling you a solution. But this would be a key to either come from above, like you're sitting in a helicopter... And Observing. looking yes, and looking at it more from a spiritual point of view, more from above, which and would mean no judgment. Is that correct? it? Would mean that we detach a little bit detach. more, and we look at the big picture, you know, and uh, at the big development, and not get so attached and overwhelmed by every single detail, or stepping aside would be another thing. And usually we don't do that. We have to practice that. But in order to practice that, we need to understand, I feel, uh, what's happening and what we could do instead. Because usually when we get overwhelmed. We, we react very often to the collective energy that is there. A lot of people don't know what we know from family dynamics. You know, family dynamics, family constellation and healing work, which is so big in Germany and now it comes all, all over America too, I hope, <laughs> is that Me too. we know that the individual consciousness is something that can be felt directly and also the conscience, you know, an individual conscience can be felt directly. That uh, gives us a feeling of being, uh, feeling good about ourselves or being at peace with ourselves or we feel guilty because we did something wrong or so versus what a lot of people don't know is that the collective conscience is something that we all have too and it's like all our consciences and consciousnesses coming together
1: Those are words. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know I hope I don't break my tongue while <laughs> I'm mentioning this uh, all in English you know so not my mother tongue so... Um, so I have to tap it into the collective consciousness of America to speak a little bit more English. And the collective conscience is not felt directly. <gasps> it's not. Not. So when we all tap into this avalanche of overruling negative emotions, we very often don't notice that it might not be our own reality or our own perception, you know, because it's not felt consciously. That's huge. That's a huge, I feel like that's a huge thing. Oh, it is. (laughs) It is. And I told uh, other people in other podcasts, but not you, Amberley, and maybe not the (laughs) listeners from today, uh, that this also explains why we go to war with a good conscience, killing other people. And uh, actually, when you think about it, you might feel when you feel, think about it with your individual conscience, you might have feelings of guilt killing someone at all. Whereas when the collective conscience comes in, we don't feel guilty about certain things anymore. Yeah, so we have good feelings about certain things because everybody does it, and. Also, we have bad feelings about certain things because everybody does it. And that can be deadly when uh, we don't know that because it pulls us down, it drags us into a depletion, into distress, into um, being disconnected from ourselves. We financially and wealthy wise, <laughs> abundant wise, sabotage ourselves. And we do develop certain health issues, relationship issues, and competition that might not be enhancing who we are, they might debilitate us and freeze us, all those kind of negative mechanisms. And because everybody does the same mistake, that doesn't make it right, but we don't know that it it is a mistake. Because when we don't, And that's all in the subconscious mind. It's not in the conscious mind. Because when we don't do it like other people then do it and cope with those chaotic and destabilizing facts that are in our everyday life, then we feel like we're crazy or we don't belong. Or, you know, people tell us, you know, why do you have to be extra or some do you think you're someone special? So we sometimes sabotage our own resources and access to our resources that we would have to step aside or to go into this Spiritual helicopter, and to look at this avalanche from a totally different perspective, and also then help other people to step aside or step with us into the helicopter. And don't participate into that sabotaging mechanism so much and create, you know, like alternatives or solutions in a world where it looks like there are no solutions. Mm-hmm. There are always solutions. There's always a way out. And I feel like there are a lot of talented people out there who doubt their talent because they have the ability to go into this spiritual helicopter or to step aside and to, think, to see things a little bit differently, not to believe everything, how it is uh, sold by the media or by health industry or by how we do it in schools you know or how they are brought across to us like certain kind of knowledge so people who actually think differently are very often geniuses they see the bigger picture but they don't allow themselves to trust that very often mm. yeah so yeah. I want to encourage this yes Emily what did you want to say
1: Oh no, I was. I agree, and it makes a lot of sense when, um, if you're around a lot of gossip or venting, it it you can just start to do that and become like the masses in that conversation, and it doesn't feel good or feel right. But then it might take, it might feel right, but it'll it might be harder to step away from that. Yes, and and trust that that's you know whatever the conversation may be. Yes, uh, it doesn't ring true to you and so you have to go against maybe the grain in that moment. Of...
0: Yes, you know there are a lot of quotes out there. I like quotes, so I'm always looking for quotes and some of them say from different kind of people that have a brilliant mind that when you are when you are aligned with yourself you don't talk about other people Business. You talk about your own business and you tap into your own creativity. And when you are authentic and you know you take your your place because everybody else's ta- place is already taken, yeah. I love <laughs> that quote. Yes. So um, you also don't have any competition, really. Yeah. You don't have to be fearful about not providing, not being good enough being a failure or being rejected because you can live it out loud that you have something special that's just from coming from you and you don't have to be better than You don't have to compare yourself. And I think this is really a spiritual practice that we need to take responsibility for and also make rituals on a daily basis, you know, because a lot of people are more worried about talking about how stupid other people are. And I don't mean... You know that in a sense that we sometimes need to express ourselves to get it out, but how we express that doesn't have to be at the cost at the cost of someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I can empty myself, and a lot of women, especially, need that. They need the venting energy to clear the, themselves, and how I clear myself says a lot about me. If I do it at the cost of someone else's stuff that might be not so healthy. If I vent, and you know, sometimes we can also make jokes about ourselves. We don't take ourselves too seriously. That are the best venting mechanisms. We put ourselves into into the spotlight, yeah, and get rid of our own shadow sides. Maybe we talk about how we do things uh, when we are actually in our shadow side you know when we're not functioning so well oh look at me I'm now controlling my whole environment again or look how I now have difficulties to let things just happen or come easily to me I don't have to talk about how stupid everybody else is and I'm more intelligent than they are you know There, so there's a different quality of venting and of a uh, Uh, emptying yourself and and also grounding yourself Mm -hmm. where um, the comparison falls away, uh, the fear uh, falls away, And the distress that comes from taking responsibility. You know, a lot of people, they think when they take responsibility for everybody else's life, yeah, that would solve the problems, but it doesn't. Uh, It's only when we take responsibility for our own life, we shine by ourselves and then we help other people to shine for themselves. And then my light doesn't have to be bigger or smaller than the other one's light. But also it helps me to take more responsibility for my own light and my own shadow sides and distress. You know, let's say, It's now chaotic again outside. I can see and I can take time for myself, and that doesn't take so long. It might be five minutes. You know, a lot of people complain they don't have time. But you will see you have way more time when you take time for what's really important and what could be more important than your own groundedness, then your own centeredness, your own health, your own connection to the divine and to yourself, you know. And I mean that independent from any religion, that you take a few minutes and ask yourself, what does that do with me? What does that connect with my own fears, with my own negativity, with my own destabilize and out of whack and out of balance emotions, yeah, instead of repressing them or denying them so that they build up and come out like a volcano. I can be very authentic and take my time with it. Look how much it scares me right now and give it a space and then move forward and have also time to create something that makes um, a forward movement or that maybe even takes care of obstacles that are there in my life or in the lives of of others around me versus when i suppress it a lot of people think they are only enlightened or spiritual or successful when they when they only show a happy Smiling face and stuff, you know. But we have all those emotions inside us, and our face has so many muscles. I know that from my medical training. You know, I have two medical degrees, so you learn that as a physical therapist, and you learn that as a naturopath all those muscles that express so many different emotions. Or Paul Ekman, who is a specialist, Dr. Paul Ekman, in micro expressions, you know, in the face where you can see that all those muscles are connected to certain emotions yeah and when we force ourselves to make a mask you know and to get as many Botox injections as possible <laughs> so that you know it's all connected to our exp- self-expression yeah. um, so that we don't express ourselves so that we don't uh, make a certain face with certain emotions and that face would actually help us to get it out of our system to accept what is, Not to let it build up too much and to um, be connected with both, with my own resources to cope with chaos and negativity so that other people don't have to pull me into theirs. And also with my own ability to rise and to shine, no matter if other people allow that for themselves. And without having to have feelings of guilt, because they might have a judgment from the collective conscience and consciousness that you appear that you don't care When you're not doing certain things for certain areas, you know, like when you rise above, you sometimes appear very detached, but that doesn't mean that you don't care, you just care differently. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think that has that is a lot that's something to think about, you know, how do we show we care for ourselves and how do we care to make life for the collective. for our community better, yeah, and sometimes it's not how it looks like. I think when people have to demonstrate too much on the outside how much they care, they might actually not really live it on the inside, Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I, I hope that helps. That helps with, um, with a groundedness in an ever so chaotic world. Because there will always be chaos, you know? When we fantasize ourselves into times that were better or how it should be better, you know, we might miss the point where we can do something for ourselves to stay grounded, no matter what goes on outside. There's a spiritual teaching that comes from Paramahansa Yogananda, a yoga teacher that I recite a lot. He has written autobiography of a yogi. And he says, wherever there's movement, there's also stillness. Wherever there's stillness, there's movement. So finding that stillness in the chaos is as real as feeling chaotic when the world appears to be silent. Mm -hmm. And we can use that, you know, we can take a deep breath, maybe right now in this moment, and use that to let both be there, the chaos and the stillness, the unchangeable and the peace, the out of whack energy and the balance we don't have to get attached to neither of them. We don't have to judge it. we don't have to control it. We're just busy with ourselves and how we contribute for the collective. And in the private session, what I do is I look where people have individual blocks there or individual resources that they might not even be aware of so that they really find that for themselves and apply it in everyday life consciously, you know, with awareness. And that helps them to have way more energy because they don't have to compare themselves, they don't have to go into competition, they don't have to participate in the collective negativity. So they have energy left that would usually go to waste to those channels and they find clarity how to apply it on a daily basis that is more aligned with who they truly are and what their truth is and how their authenticity wants to shine. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. And if you have any questions, please send them to info at willow4u.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at Willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U, dot com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.